Josh Jenkins has been good enough to join us as a part-time assistant coach down at the Cattery. And he joins us thanks to Coolamar Turf, Victoria's premier supplier of Watersmart Instant Lawn that you can lay all year round. And uh, I think you might have... Are you still at the Cattery, Josh? Have you got some news that I haven't heard there? Welcome to you. Uh, good afternoon, Dwayne. Now I've moved along. I've... Uh... I've uh, had my uh, four years at the Cats and uh, we've parted ways. So no, I moved along and uh, and probably took a few days to upset the apple cart straight away. But uh, anyway, we uh, <laughs> we all move along. So did you upset the apple cart with the latest on your mate Tom Hawkins or you made a sour radical ear? <laughs> well, it was partly your fault because someone asked me uh, or someone asked you to ask me about Tom Hawkins, yeah, and it was right. kind of inspired me to. It inspired me to give him a call, and uh, that's what led to uh, our little conversation. So, in part, their uh, their beef, if there is one, should be with you, not me. <laughs> well, I haven't seen him at the shops. I saw Tom Stewart at the shops, uh, but normally my conversations at the shops, um, I don't necessarily go to where with. But it's a it's an interesting world, Josh, when you are a a friend or you do run into somebody or you've been involved with someone and now you jump into the media as you have as to what to say and what not to say and not to give too much confidentiality away. But it seems like the Tom Hawkins story has been a fairly public one. It's not as if you're talking about something that no one else is talking about. Well, the only reason I asked him is because everyone was, was uh, yep. talking about it and and uh, and asking me. And I, I kind of just wanted to find out for myself from – from a uh, from a friend's uh, perspective, first and foremost, and then I guess it led to uh, to Tom being comfortable enough for the for the uh, information to be made public. But anyway, as I said uh, the other day as well, I'll, I'll I will fall off my chair if uh, if he's playing anywhere other than the Cats next year. So whatever happens, uh, whatever has happened and will happen between now and when the contract is signed, it'll all be. Uh, largely irrelevant once that paper is signed. Well, the Herald Sun is reporting that you're pretty close to not falling off your chair. The Herald Sun's <laughs> reporting that he's set to sign a new deal. So uh, you won't be falling off your chair just yet. What about Asava Radagalia? Will you fall off your chair if that deal gets done? We've still got a few days before it might be. And from what we understand from your colleagues on Trade Radio, they're not coming to agreement in a hurry. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting one because... Uh, I know, I know. Asave is is very happy in Geelong and has been happy playing for Geelong and being a Geelong player. And Chris Scott's backed him probably more so than anyone. He's given him opportunities and 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 tried to develop him and and ensure that he's going to have a long career. And I guess a long career does beckon for him. But it's at Port Adelaide now. Uh, I see a, a a name of a Port player has emerged publicly that. The Cats might have their eyes on, which makes complete sense to me. Uh, but it, it, it feels like one that will go down to the wire. I'd be surprised if if the Cats truly pushed back and rejected that uh, pick in the in the in the early twenties. It feels like a a pretty fair deal. But with with still, you know, the best part of six days to go, uh, I guess that the Cats, Andrew Mackey and the crew, have feel like they've still still got the uh, the the strong hand and can and can rebut that uh, that offer that's currently sitting on the table. But I, I do feel like it will be one that gets done as we get closer to the deadline. Yeah, and Port Adelaide, from what we understand, hoping to keep Ollie Lord and aren't going to let him go, so he won't be heading back to the club where his grandfather was a legend. Uh, Sydney, they're doing well. They've got Taylor Adams and Brodie Grundy, and they've got a heap of draft picks for next year. So they're in the box seat to have 
not only a good season next year, but a good little era. Yeah, for sure. They have made some uh, made some uh, shrewd little uh, transactions, bringing in Grundy and Adams. I think a lot of us look at the Adams signing and think, well, that's natural. It, it gives them some hardness and some toughness around the ball, but that's exactly what Grundy gives as well. We shouldn't overlook the fact that even though he's a ruckman, Brody Grundy will, will provide a lot of uh, physicality around the footy as well. And I think the SCG will suit him as... As uh, as much as as much as anyone, because he he is an athletic big guy, but I reckon at 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 or close enough to thirty, being able to get from stoppage to stoppage to be able to follow up and be involved in a lot of stoppages and contests, I think the SCG will really suit him. So I expect him to be. I expect him to be. I know he hasn't played for a lot of AFL footy for 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 the past two seasons, but I expect him to be among the top few ruckmen in the competition next year, particularly with. A couple of years of uh, that chip on his shoulder being able to build and build and build. And he should be really fresh because his body hasn't been knocked around the last two years as well. So they might actually get a longer period of time out of him as well, given the rest he's had. Hey, um, I know you need to save some of your good stuff for 3 o'clock <laughs> because you're on trade radio from 3 till 6. But what's your feeling on a Xavier Dersma, Brandon Zerk, Thatcher swap? Is that a fair trade, do you think, in your eyes? I think so. I think so. It uh, it's one that that both uh, both current owners of players can can mount the argument that their players worth more. Zerk Thatcher's a key defender, harder to find. Uh, has has proven himself at the level in a in a team that hasn't necessarily had their act together in terms of team defence and being able to help their key defenders. And then Dersma uh, is more proven at the level, but plays. You know, plays out on the wing where I guess you can argue it's it's easier to find wingers and outside midfielders than it is key defenders. So I can understand why both are, again, still six days to go. I can understand why both are, are eager to, to keep their cards close to their chest and, and just try and eke out that little bit more. But if, if those two players were, were, uh, were transacted for each other, I think everyone would look at it and think it's fair enough. Let me throw another one at you. Who will end up having the better career, do you think, uh, in terms of maybe even getting All-Australian or not? Harrison Petty. Now, there's been talk that he was been thrown numbers like 800,000 at Adelaide. And mm. Kane Corns even throwing up Riley Philthorpe as maybe being an option if Melbourne wanted to no you know, grab himself a key forward. What's, you think Riley Philthorpe's got a bigger upside? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Harrison Petty. Now... I, I believe I've been uh, in transit, in transit, uh, Dwayne. I believe Petty has committed to stay at the D's. Is that yeah? Is that what's yeah? yeah. Okay, so yeah, so he's going to honour his contract and stay at Melbourne. So that's the that's the latest there. But as you have said, and quite a few have said, uh, there's still five days to go. So anything yeah. crazy can happen. <laughs> but I like I like what Adelaide did because and and Phil Davis and I spoke about it yesterday on Trade Radio. Uh, pick ten, I would have thrown it on the table. I don't think our list managers. In comparison to the way the NFL and NBA uh, GMs go about it, which is effectively the same position, the general managers over there, they basically say, we're all in. We are either going to build a championship team for the next three years or we're all going down with the ship. We're all losing our jobs and we're all moving on. Whereas uh, in our uh, competition, I think the draft is probably compromised a lot, with particularly with academy selections. But our guys try and do a bit of both. You try and win now but build for the future and – uh, a lot of times, that's an incredibly difficult thing to do. Absolutely, it is. Hey, Tom Fullerton, he couldn't get a game as a backup up for Brisbane this year. They preferred to go with Darcy Fort with Oscar McInerney as their main guy. Well, he 
Will he fit in better at Melbourne as their number two? Do you think? Will he get a game? Oh, I reckon we saw a little bit of a little bit of talent from him in in that forward ruck role early days. I remember a game he played down yeah. at at Cadenia Park against the Cats, and he looked likely enough. Uh, Melbourne will and need to give him opportunities because he hasn't been overly exposed. I don't think he's been exposed to the fact where to the point where we think he, he's not an AFL player. I, I don't mind the selection for Melbourne. They they need to take a bit of a flyer on a few and. He, he looks like a, a guy who needs a bit of opportunity. He, he's not big enough to be a ruckman, which they don't need anyway, but mm. I don't reckon, Dwayne, he moves well enough to to, to kick goals from uh, you know different avenues. Can he pick the ball up off the ground and kick a goal? Can he, can he snap one over his shoulder? Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him, but uh, I reckon it's a, it's a nice... Um, it's a nice pickup for them to just find out whether he can make it as a as a you know fifteen percent ruckman, sixty seventy percent uh, forward, and then spend some time on the bench. Do you think they'll throw the ball up next year and not worry about bouncing it? And do you think that changes the kind of ruck that'll be a good ruck? Uh yeah, I do. It'll change the dominant ruckman. I think the the predictability of the bounce really makes it easier for the dominant ruckman, Max Gorn and those big guys. I think it really does make it easier for those dominant rucks because a lot, a lot of the times when, when the, when the uh, I guess, non-traditional ruckmen win the contest, it's because the ball does bounce to their favour. I actually don't mind. I, I mean, there are howlers and I get that and, and you wouldn't want one to decide a game, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't mind the the first bounce, and then if it if it if it happens to go skew, if just let it go. I just everyone still gets a an opportunity. I don't know where I sit on the bounce, and um, I mean it's not the biggest issue in footy, but it is an issue. Josh, save a bit of your good stuff for three till six. We'll hear you on three till six on Trade Radio, and might have a chat to you tomorrow. Thanks for jumping on. Good stuff, mate. Josh Jenkins joining us. Thanks to Coolabart Turf. Victoria's premier supplier of instant lawn and for tyre power, number one on the tyres trade table.